how are women feeling who are are forced through a life change, whether it's divorce or, or their spouse partner has passed away, how are they managing when we know that women's financial literacy is, needs improvement? Welcome to Breaking Money Silence, a podcast series aimed at helping all of us talk more openly about money. Your host, Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, is a wealth psychology expert who is doing what she does best, speaking about taboo topics. International speaker, author, and founder of KBK Wealth Connection, Kathleen understands money and our relationship with it. Now, here is Kathleen. Today, I am joined by Dillis DeCruz. She is the VP and Head of Wealth at Meridian Credit Union. I had the fortune of meeting Dillis when we were working on a couple of webinars for her HerSense program at Meridian. And so she is definitely dedicated to empowering women in business business, both financially and also in terms of business strategy. And I really was excited to have a conversation with her today about some of the things we haven't talked about yet, which is her work uh, as a certified executive coach, her life transition midlife. And, you know, the hope is that through her experience, her journey and her expertise, listeners can take away something that helps them break money silence in their life. So Dillis, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I am so excited to be here, Kathleen. Yeah, we're going to have fun. So Mm -hmm. the first thing, and we've worked together before, but we haven't had this conversation yet. I really want to know a little bit about your path as a businesswoman, because many of us who are, dare I say midlife, many of us who are midlife have had uh, career paths that aren't a straight line. And I'm really curious what your journey's been like as a woman in business. Yeah, so I love this straight line because my career has been zigzag all the way. It's been zigzag. And so I was in a large financial uh, institution for over 25 years and progressed through the organization in a very zigzag way or lattice as what we determine career terms as well. And I had the opportunity to do so many different things during my career at this financial institution. So, you know, I moved across business lines from uh, commercial banking to retail banking, to human resources, to wealth management, which is where I am now, and did so many different things and always took I will, I'll call it calculated risk, but just kind of jumped and went, okay, that sounds interesting. It's going to leverage some of my strengths and uh, let's dive in and do something new. So that was my career. And where I, where I, before I left this organization, I ended up managing a $12 billion district in Midtown Toronto. And that was on the retail banking side. So it wasn't a straight up career path at all. It was just, you know, going zigzag across and learning different things as I went. Well, I think there's some real value in that cross-training and that zigzag. And I don't know about you, my career has certainly zigzagged, but I feel like it ends up in a place that makes sense. And I know in my 20s, if you told me I would be doing what I'm doing now at KBK Wealth Connection, training advisors, empowering women, talking to wonderful business women like you, I would have said, no way, (laughs) you know, I'm going to be an auditor and this is where I'm going to be, or I'm going to be on Wall Street, two very, you know, different career paths. Yeah. Um, So I'm wondering when people say to you, either, you know, when you were doing some coaching or you're doing mentoring now or in your program, Her Sense, when people say something like, oh, I'd change careers or I'd take a different position if I was younger. Do you think it's actually challenging 
when you're a little bit more mature in your career to make a switch? Or do you think that's maybe a perfect time to think about zigzagging? Yeah. So, you know, what I didn't, and I'm going to answer that question, but what I didn't say to you is when I left this organization, I did a whole career switch and I said, okay, over 25 years in financial services, now what do I want to do? <laughs> you know, um, and I was leaving this big organization. And so I went to become an executive coach, completely different. But to your point, everything I had done and all the choices I made led me to, to getting there. And here I am back in financial services, right? So it's, it's you know, I think you you have to pivot and, and take the opportunity when it arises. But getting back to your question, I think, you know, the maturity you have in midlife has enabled you to build on so many different competencies, so many different life experiences, that it is a really, really great time. Although we feel you know, it, it's it's hard, right? We feel scared, we have fear, and our self-esteem might have taken a hit if we were in a in a company for a long time and we just don't think we can do it. But I'm here to say you can. And I'm here to say there are so many people, and just by a side note, when I was an executive coach, I was actually focused on um, coaching executives through career transition, and they were all midlife. So, so I'm here to say you can do it, and I think it's a great time. Yeah, I think that's really cool that that ended up being kind of the area that you specialized in. Mm -hmm. You know, I think what's also interesting is, you know, in the work that I've done in both also my I've shifted careers a couple of times. And one of the things that you never realize till you're you're in the new place is some of the skills or some of the experiences are going to be so useful. So for me, I look back when I was an FDIC bank auditor, you had to go to a different bank, meet different people every week, two weeks at the outset a month. And so as a speaker, I could walk into any room and at any conference, not know anybody and use that same skill I used when I was an FDIC bank examiner very early on in my career. So I'm wondering for you, Dillis, with being an executive coach and having that training, how do you use those skills and that experience in what you're doing today at Meridian? Yeah, so that's that's such a great question because you know I um, when I started my executive coaching practice, I got it all set up and things were starting to kick in and six months goes in and and you know I'm starting to get referral business and then this opportunity comes and so this is why I'm saying pivoting is a good thing. But one of the reasons the person hired me and and actually put it in my announcement was that. I had this executive coaching experience. And here I was coming into Meridian as a vice president of retail banking. And um, they really liked the fact that I had executive coaching. So I think that coaching is critical to all areas of business, no matter what area of business you're in. And I've had three different roles in Meridian, but it was all about managing people. And that's just a natural tie-in, isn't it? It's you, to help people be successful and for an organization to be successful, you need to coach people and help them develop. So I think it's it was all a beautiful tie-in and it continues to help me every single day with, with whatever I do. And, and it's whether we're dealing with clients, by the way, or whether we're dealing with employees, I think having that coaching background certainly helps. Yeah, yeah. You know, I am actually, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a certified coach as well and mm -hmm. have a background in counseling psychology. And so I would say that a lot of the skills that I teach and a lot of how I approach my work, it's similar. Like it really informs what you're doing and the relationships you're developing and the skills that you're teaching or mentoring people. Um, one of the areas that I think is really 
interesting and often an area that holds back a lot of women that I have talked to is this area of finance and making a career transition. I've seen people who are absolutely miserable at their day job not leave because of the fear of their financial situation. Now, I can appreciate that, and I think it's wise to think about the financial piece, but I'm wondering, given your experience with executive coaching and certainly in your role at the credit union now, what are the things that someone should consider as it relates to financing if you're going to make a switch, whether that's start a business or work for another firm? Like, what are the things we should be just having on our radar? Yeah, and I, and I think it depends on your circumstance. So if you have, you know, nowadays, so many people in midlife have been affected by companies restructuring and uh, and look at COVID, right? So many companies had to make some tough decisions. And so in those cases where you've been impacted because of restructuring or downsizing, you have the added benefit of hopefully uh, of getting a severance. And so when you look at that, that gives you a little bit of a safety net. And so I think it's really important to sit down and say, so I guess this is where I would go, whether you have a severance or you don't have a severance and you're planning on leaving a job, you have to sit down and financially plan for your future. And that can be a little daunting, but you know, I think engaging the help of a financial advisor, you have to do your homework and you have to budget, you know, what, what do you think your cash inflows are? What are your savings that are going to tie you over? But you'll also realistically, and I'm sure you went through this, Kathleen, when you, when you started your own business is that you're not going to make as much uh, likely if you change your career or you go into your own business. And so what is the minimum amount you need to, to live on? And what is the minimum amount you will be happy with? But really taking all of that into consideration and planning ahead and then saying, how long can I sustain this, right? In terms of whether I'm using a severance or whether I'm taking a reduction in salary because it's a new career or whether I'm starting a new business. So I think it's really critical to sit down and do the math. And, and get some help once you've done your own number crunching and, and thinking through it and get a financial planner to weigh in as well too, to, to help you with it. Yeah, I agree. Having a support team, and, and I'm going to add, if you have a partner or if you have a good girlfriend or a friend who's kind of a cheerleader, bouncing those decisions off people, I think is really helpful. I know I went into my last and final career transition starting my company, KBK Wealth Connection, in a very naive place for someone who was so financially literate. Mm -hmm. uh, and in some ways, I think for me, I had the support of my husband and I was able to know I was going to eat. So that's not good financial planning, by the way. I don't encourage <laughs> that to be your only analysis, but, yeah. <laughs> but it allowed me to jump and then realize, you know, it's true. If you're starting your own business, you often aren't making a profit for a year or two. Right. And also if you're starting a new career and it's a passion, sometimes you take a pay cut. So I do think running it by a team is really key. Now, is there anybody else besides a financial planner or, you know, like I mentioned, a, a partner or a good friend that might, you might want to consider including in on that discussion? Or does that kind of really kind of enough people to be involved in this process. So I, I really like where you started because I would say when I was making a career transition, I didn't know that I wanted to be an executive coach. 
you know, so that came out through talking to people. And so I thought that was really important. And it was really interesting because I was talking to my former employees saying, I don't know what I want to do. And, and they saw something in me that I may not have seen myself. So I think having that and then having that camp of people that support you, that cheer, I love that cheerleading because, you know, I, I'll be honest, when I, I was going to set up my own business, like my family was concerned, right? Like my family being my father. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, no, like, you're not gonna have a stable income. And I didn't want other people's fear getting in the way. So I, I surrounded myself by people that would prop me up and help me and support me. And, and there is some benefit to being a little bit blind about it, because that way you don't deal with the fear. And then I would say the other two people besides a financial advisor or financial planner, I would highly recommend if you're going to set up your own business, talk to a small business advisor at Meridian, we, we work really closely with our small business advisors. And so they can help you with the, the business plan part of it. There's some great tools on our website. And so I think that, you know, tying in and, and talking to a financial planner will help you on the personal side. And a small business advisor can help you have, develop a business plan and, and give you more advice and introduce you to the people, whether it's an accountant or a lawyer that you need to talk to. So I would say a financial advisor, a small business advisor. And where I got a lot of benefit was a business coach through, you know, through this firm that I was working with, they had training on how to set up your own business. And I became friends with a woman who ran a wonderful course that kind of gave you, you know, the A to Z of setting up your own business and things you should consider. And, uh, and then she had a, you know, separate session one-on-one where you could brainstorm and kind of plan, you know, what's your dream and where do you want to go and help you with your value prop. So I think those three, I would highly say financial advisor, small business advisor, and if you can, a business coach. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, the business coach can really help you strategize. And also, like you said in the beginning, you want to make sure you surround yourself with people who are not going to be naysayers. You know, concern is one thing, but it might get in the way. And Mm -hmm. so the beauty of having a coach who is outside they you know outside of your family or your initial circle is they can give you some advice and help you talk that through without having too much of that naysaying going on hey it's kathleen burns kingsbury and i just wanted to tell you about my breaking money silence learning lab if you find negotiating fees and salaries anxiety provoking you're gonna wanna check out my online courses in the Breaking Money Silence Learning Lab. I will help you conquer your fear of negotiating, help you break money silence, and ultimately help you be more confident in asking and earning your worth. Each of the lessons are easily digestible, video lessons as well as handouts. You'll get concrete action items. And once you finish the course, you'll have an opportunity to do a free laser coaching call with yours truly, me. So definitely check out the Breaking Money Silence Learning Lab. Go to breakingmoneysilence.com backslash negotiating. I hope to see you there. So the other thing I want to ask you is for people listening in, I mean, no matter what stage they are in their life or their career, they can benefit from this, but let's focus on mid-career transition. Let's pull on your, your expertise. And I'm really wondering, what are the three tips or pieces of advice you'd give for a woman that is seriously considering a career transition, you know, in midlife cycle? So I would say the three is don't let fear stop you. Do your homework, but don't stop because of fear. Don't be afraid to pivot. 
you know, so I, I dove in, I said, I'm going to be an executive coach. I did all this work. I set up my business. And then this wonderful opportunity came uh, at Meridian. So I, I took it and that was great advice that I got when I was, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. So don't be afraid to pivot when the opportunity, right opportunity shows up because you can, all, you can always go back. And I, Personally, we'll go back to executive coaching at some point in time in my life and talked about this, but surround yourself with people who really prop you up and help cheerlead you. And, you know, they, they kind of help you push through the fear because um, again, I'm sure you experience it. You, you, you second guess yourself when you're making that decision, right? And to make the decision or once you've made that decision and you need people that say, you can do this, you made the right decision, keep going girl. <laughs> so those are the three pieces. Yeah, no, that's great. I, I, you know, I think what's so great is both you and I can admit and people listening in, you know, sometimes you do have that fear come up depending mm -hmm. on where you're at in your career and transition is certainly a time. And it, it's important that fear tells you pay attention to something, but you don't want to misread that is sometimes a little fear is actually a good thing. I've done some great things and felt really good when I was done after I faced some fears, whether that's skiing a new, you know, ski trail that is really challenging, or that's, you know, flying to South Africa and doing a keynote thinking, wow, this is awesome, but this isn't the easiest thing I've ever done. What's one time in your life, Dillis, that you kind of had to face a fear and, and were able to push through it? <laughs> it's such a great question because every choice I've made with regards to my career, I have fear. <laughs> every choice. So I like the fact that you said, you know, pushing through that makes you better. I think that almost is what, maybe that's what motivates me, but I don't go in blindly, but I, I would say all my roles when I was at a large financial institution, going off to be an executive coach and then taking this role, I've had three VP roles at Meridian. Every one of them have, it has instilled some form of fear, but you push through it and you go, you know, you have people again that they're, they believe in you. And so if someone's willing to take that chance on you and they believe in you, then I say push through the fear. Once you've, you've thought through logically, I think it, it can be a good thing. So it's almost like I, uh, I make the best decisions when I have a little bit of fear, just like you. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly have to focus when you're afraid. That's one thing that I find it really helps with. Yeah. Um, so you have this wonderful program at Meridian that I was fortunate enough to work with a little bit called Her Sense. And I would love before we leave you today for you to explain a little bit about that program, what it entails. And, and I know you are the main force behind it, even though you have a team. So, you know, why it's such a passion of yours. Yeah, so I think that, you know, when you look at my my history, you know, I, I'm a single mom at three, you know, I, I, I went through a divorce and I, I, I went through career transition, you know, I, I came out the other end and now I'm super, super passionate in terms of supporting women, you know, to empower them in so many ways and that whether that's career, whether that's definitely I have a huge focus on financially empowering women to take control of their future. And what what was what came about this was I looked at and I share this quite openly. I looked at when I was going through a divorce and I looked at how overwhelmed I was managing through financially, just kind of all the decisions I had to make. I thought, wow, I'm in the industry and I'm overwhelmed. How are women feeling who are 
are forced through a life change, whether it's divorce or, or their spouse partner has passed away, how are they managing when we know that women's financial literacy is, needs improvement? So I became very, very passionate about it, created a program called HerSense, and we had all our financial advisors who were very enthusiastic, but one of their mandate last year, pre-COVID, was to go out and do a webinar on um, you know, helping women improving their financial literacy. And so now we continue on any way we can, whether it's through media, whether it's through webinars, having you out, Kathleen, that is our focus. How do we continually educate women and help empower them to take control of their financial future? So it's a personal passion, but it's become part of our business mandate. And, uh, and I got to say, our, our whole wealth team is pretty excited about doing it. Yeah. So where can people find out more information about that program? Yeah, so uh, just go on our website, which is www.meridiancu.ca. We have a section called Good Sense, and we have a ton of great information in there. And then shortly, probably in the next quarter or so, we will actually have a section on there called Her Sense, which will hold all this info. But all the info is there, tons of information, including the wonderful webinar you did with us. Um, I encourage people to go check it out. And they can also follow me on LinkedIn. I share a lot of articles, a lot of, uh, a lot of things that, again, just will help women, uh, you know, dip their toe in and continue to, to get more knowledge in that financial area. Well, I have to tell you, one of the best parts of my job is being able to connect with powerful women like you through what I do in my day job and then getting to have these great conversations <laughs> on my podcast uh, with you. So I knew that you would have a lot to offer the audience. And I'm so excited to continue to support her sense and to learn a little bit about your story. So thank you so much for breaking money silence with me. It's been great. I always enjoy our conversations, Kathleen. Thank you for listening to Breaking Money Silence, hosted by Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, a wealth psychology expert, author, and founder of KBK Wealth Connection. If you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and leave a review. Also, share this episode with your friends and family. It is a great way to get the conversation started. For more money talk tips and information, or to hire Kathleen to speak at your next event, go to www.breakingmoneysilence.com.